When the Associated Press established a bureau in North Korea in 2012, David Gutenfelder began traveling there. He was one of the first Western photographers to get access, limited access, inside this incredibly closed country. And a few months ago, when North Korea opened up a 3G network to foreigners, Gutenfelder was able to Instagram images in real time. I follow his work, and his photos are fascinating. I'm not just talking about images of big orchestrated marches and enormous statues. He captures the little telling stuff, soldiers putting on ice skates, a poster at a barber shop showing different hairstyles, empty banquet halls. It's a peek into a remote place. Gutenfelder says he first got interested during a brief assignment more than a decade ago. In 2000, there were real changes going on. At that time, the country had been divided for 50 years. And one of the biggest things that was happening is that there were family reunions. For the first time in five decades, they were letting people come across the border, across the DMZ, and see one another. And imagine you lost your brother when you were 10 years old, and now you're 60, and you get to see him again for the first time. So I had been covering war my whole career, and I was suddenly like covering a story that to be honest, I didn't really know that much about. And I was working in like these boring hotel lobbies and I kind of didn't get it. I didn't get it visually. And then I just saw all this emotion. Your mother's touching the faces of their sons for the first time in 50 years and people crying. They had three days together, then they had to go home. And the bus was pulling away and people were touching the glass in the bus, and this man was chasing the bus down the street and weeping. He chased the bus for like a block to say goodbye to his brother, I think it was. It had a huge impact on me about what kinds of photography was important, and it made me very curious about North and South Korea. I started pushing to go there. It's been a sort of 10-year-long obsession, and Part of the reason why I want to do it was because of those first family reunions. The first time I went to North Korea, I went with Madeleine Albright, who was the Secretary of State at the time. And I went as the pool photographer to follow her around during her trip, which at the time was the highest level American diplomatic meeting. And on the second day, I photographed her together with Kim Jong-il. It was one of the most... (laughs) surreal and interesting things I've ever done in my career. I was the only one there. It was just a handshake, and every photographer in the world has to take pictures of handshakes, and it's not especially interesting or fun to do, and it's not that hard, but I was really worried because I was like the only photographer in the room, and I was afraid I would blow it. (laughs) And I was standing with Madeleine Albright in this room that has this massive mural of like a giant wave on the wall and there's a carpet that I think was green with all these flowers. It's a very surreal looking place. And Madeline Albright was standing next to me very nervous and she asked me, what do you think I should, where do you think I should stand? What should I do? And I said, I don't know. And then the door opened and Kim Jong-il walked into the room. I heard people gasp. I felt like I'd been watching a television show for years and then I just stepped into the screen and I was in standing in the middle of the TV show or something. It was so surreal. The whole trip was really different than the trips that I do now. I mean, at that time, it was more tightly controlled. They drew the curtains on the bus as we came in from the airport, and we were told not to take pictures from the bus windows. There was black plastic 
sheeting over my window in my hotel so I couldn't see outside. I felt like it wasn't real at all then. So over the years, every time I've gone back, I've had more access. I've seen more. I've actually I've met people. I've seen real things. And I had this transformation. I kind of feel like that's what I'm trying to do with my photography is to take people who see my pictures through the same process. When they opened up the 3G local network and suddenly I could post pictures or tweet from the streets from North Korea, that was more revolutionary than it would be anywhere else in the world, for sure. It's sort of anything goes, I can just stop and take pictures of all these little mundane things in life that aren't really so-called newsworthy. These are the things you run past on your way to covering the news. You know, a picture of bar snacks or um, a little yellow computer cover over a computer terminal. And none of them are great pictures, the way photographers describe great pictures. Oh, that's a great picture. None of them are like that. They're little pieces of some kind of story that's starting to emerge when you look at all of them together. You know, it has a, as big of an impact probably as my professional daily newspaper work does. I'm definitely not seeing everything I want to see in the country. I'm trying to dig as deep as I possibly can, and I know that I'm not photographing anywhere near everything that's going on in the country, especially the darkest things. But this is a long-term project, and we're pushing to do as much as we can. If I'm not there, the only pictures that we're getting out of Korea are distributed by Korean Central News Agency, where propagandist is not a dirty word. So for us to be there, as limiting as it can be, it's better than not being there. I really, truly believe that. That was AP photographer David Gutenfelder. You can see some of his photos, including bar snacks and North Korean computer covers, at theworld.org.